Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is vowing to stop his state's requirement to follow California in adopting strict rules for vehicle emissions. Virginia officials said last week that the state is on track to adopt California's new rules for transitioning to zero emission vehicles, a bill that was passed in 2021 by what was then a Democrat-controlled legislature linked Virginia's emission standards to California's. In a statement on Twitter, Youngkin called it a ridiculous edict that would eventually ban the sale of gas and diesel-fueled vehicles. He vowed to put a stop to this rule. Virginia House Speaker Todd Gilbert, a Republican, said in a statement last week that Republican lawmakers are also planning to put forward a measure that delinks Virginia's car emission standards from California's. And to assess this trigger law and what it means for the state of Virginia, we have Virginia Congressman Bob Good here with us to discuss. Congressman Bob Good, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be with you, Steve. Thanks for having me again. Congressman, California could be adopting a new law banning gas-powered cars by 2035. Um, a Virginia bill passed in 2021 linking uh, Virginia's emission standards to California is basically a trigger law to restrict the sale of new gas-powered cars in California uh, if it does pass this rule. Uh, were Virginians even aware of this, do you think? I don't think most were. Certainly I saw that this uh, General Assembly controlled by Democrats and the Democrat governor back in, uh, in 21 did pass this legislation tying us to California. It's unbelievable that we would connect our environmental climate energy policies to the most extreme a state in the country, the state that, that can't even heat and, and cool their own homes, that has brownouts and blackouts and wildfires and doesn't know how to manage their energy policy. It's unbelievable the Democrats would connect us to California in that way. I mean, to your point, California being its own state on the other side of the country, do you know where the rationale even comes from on something like this? It just shows how extreme Democrats have become here in Virginia. Our General Assembly, before we took back the House, was extreme, just like the Congress in D.C. The governor was one of the most extreme governors in the country. I would argue that Ralph Northam was the worst governor in the country. Thank God he uh, could only serve one term, and we did not elect Terry McAuliffe, who would continue those policies. But they, t their model of what the Democrat Party wants to be across the country is California. You know, Democrats look to Europe, they look to Canada, they look to California as the model for how they want to take the country. Just think where we are, Steve, why in the world would we have our government, federal government or state government, be able to tell us what kind of a car we can drive? How is that an appropriate role of government to surrender the freedom of citizens to choose what they drive? Now, just from an infrastructure uh, standpoint, some of your Republican colleagues on the Oversight Committee noted that companies like Ford have turned to Chinese suppliers for battery packs, uh, making communist China the biggest beneficiary when it comes to uh, moving toward this, this green movement. Yes, you know, I said on the House floor two weeks ago when I was debating the Increase Inflation Act that the Democrats passed, you know, with the part of it, you know, half of it, as you know, 400 billion of it was green raw deal uh, policies that would penalize and tax, you know, reliable fossil fuels, reliable energy, and instead subsidize unreliable fossil fuel, or excuse me, unreliable energy sources. You know, that what I said on the House floor is the climate crisis is a hoax. It is a hoax. The Democrats are lying about it. This is one of the few crises they've not been able to create. 
We're the cleanest large energy producer in the world. Our emission standards are higher than they've ever been. We should have a balanced approach. We try to have clean air, clean water, and continue to make progress. But we use the fossil fuels that God put in this earth for us to harvest. You know, it is a lie that fossil fuels are negative or evil or dangerous. Uh, nothing has brought more prosperity around the globe than fossil fuels. And we need to celebrate that and be on offense and, and try to harvest those resources that God has put into this country, put into the ground for us to use. It, it is a lie that we have a climate crisis. And it absolutely is. That's why Barack Obama lives on the beach in Martha's Vineyard. That's why Joe Biden lives on the beach in Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, because they're not afraid of what's going to happen with the coastal uh, weather or the rising sea levels as they try to claim. Congressman, we know your governor there in Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, is fighting this. What do you expect to happen? Well, I'm glad to see that he's fighting it. He's been aggressive and bold in what he said about it. He said he expects us to repeal that in 23. Uh, hopefully we will expand on our House majority, the House of Delegates in 23 next November, you know, 15, uh, 16 months from now. Uh, and then hopefully we will take over the Senate as well. I think we've got a chance to do that. I think Virginians are going to do like they did a year ago and like Americans are going to do this November and reject the radical policies. Us looking to California for our energy policies is like us looking to Chicago for our crime policies. It's unbelievable what the Democrats uh, will do and who they look to as an example. It's egregious what Democrats in Virginia did, and I hope that Glenn Youngkin uh, will be successful in following through on, on reversing this policy. Congressman Bob Good, thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Great to be with you. With midterms fast approaching, the economy is sure to be top of mind for many voters. The U.S. is in recession territory, showing two consecutive quarters of negative growth, and the future remains uncertain. Teddy Feichre is an independent candidate running for Virginia's 8th Congressional District, and we're happy to have him on to discuss. Teddy Feichre, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Steve. Thank you for having me. I look forward to the conversation. Teddy, the stock market took a pretty big hit on Friday. Uh, interest rates are also expected to rise again. Uh, the economy is the number one issue for most Americans. What do you think needs to be done? What are your thoughts? Yeah, in fact, I think uh, for me, one of the, the bases of my campaign is about uh, the state of our economy. Uh, for too long, uh, the, the, the well-being of, of this economy has been uh, you know, kind of uh, felt by, for, by a few, and the rest have been struggling. Uh, inflation has been going through the roof. Uh, you know, uh, whether you're uh, upper middle class, middle class, working class, and obviously poor, uh, it, it seems like most of us are kind of going backwards. Uh, there was a time where you could go to college and, and be guaranteed to have a pretty good job. Those days are long gone uh, from, uh, you know, for the past 14 years and counting. We've been, you know, taking incremental steps backwards, and, and the American dream is kind of vanishing in the process. And so this is indicative of, of what's going on. Uh, where you know some, this economy has been kept afloat for for ever since 2008 uh, through uh, tricks and gimmicks uh, by kicking the can down the road at the cost uh, of the vast majority of uh, workers and uh, small businesses. So uh, this is not sustainable. Um, you know you, you can't borrow yourself out of uh, debt. You can't borrow yourself out of trouble. Uh, you just uh, you, you're just begging for the day of reckoning. And I'm hoping this is not it. But we need to, to kind of, in order to make this economy sustainable, we have to make sure that, you know, workers are able to, uh, to save, uh, that they're able to keep more of their money, and small businesses are able to thrive. And as it stands right now, that's not what's taking place. And so unless we turn this paradigm around, without a thriving uh, working class and, and middle class and, and, and a consumer base, 
uh, this economy just is not going to uh, work. It's going to just start imploding on itself. And so uh, we need to do better to alleviate that, that burden that's being felt by way too many Americans these days. Teddy, you're running for Congress in uh, the state of Virginia as an independent. Uh, you've pointed out that uh, there's a partisan divide. Um, the rhetoric is getting more divisive. Uh, we're seeing uh, Democrat politicians personally attacking Republican voters. This does seem sort of like uncharted territory. What do you think needs to be done to lower the temperature for Americans to be able to agree to disagree again? Sure. You know, part of the reason that I'm originally from Ethiopia, and the reason that my parents immigrated here in, in uh, 82 is because of uh, politics that became so toxic and poisonous. Uh, and and, and it eventually it just opened it to, uh, became an open warfare where 500,000 Ethiopians end up uh, losing their lives within two years. And uh, it's a slippery slope uh, when frustrations of people are being leveraged by demagogues on all sides. Eventually, uh, we turn on each other. And so uh, it's, a very, it's a very dangerous place that America is heading to, uh, towards. We're losing sense of our common humanity, uh, of a common purpose as, as Americans. Um, and so this benefits uh, the, the political class. This benefits a very few. But for the vast majority of us, we're in the same boat together. And if we have any hopes of uh, turning the, the, the state of our country around, it's not by playing into the divides. Uh, this us versus them rhetoric is, uh, is very poisonous. Uh, the only way that you could actually advance uh, justice and alleviate suffering that's being felt by so many people around America is by coming together and then to have a, a, a you know a common identity as Americans as and more importantly as human beings. So that's why for me I felt compelled to run for our Congress. It's uh, in my own way to 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 speak against this very divisive tribal politics uh, that's being uh, leveraged on on all sides. Uh, and and you know for me uh, running as an independent. It's, it's in large part because of that. As long as we uh, see each other as Democrat first or Republican verse or first or any identity be beyond our common humanity, we kind of feed into the very same divide that, that's leading us down into those very troubled waters uh, that we see ourselves in right now. Teddy Fikre, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.